All right. How are you getting on? Welcome back to the shed. It's me, Tony Cantwell, host of Tony Cantwell's Shit Show. I'm the titular Tony Cantwell here, here to titillate you. And tittle you, if that was allowed anymore. Um, but, you know, you know, but how are you doing? You good? Tell you what. I feel like I've just slipped into a nice warm bath, and I'll tell you why. Because we, me and my wife, just cancelled a holiday. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, what a feeling. We were meant to go down the mobile, um, and we were just like, hey, we just not go. What? Do you think I suggested that? Do you think I suggested that? No. I was picking up a vibe, and I kind of, you know, we could just not go, or go next week. Oh, no, we can't go next week. Oh, yeah, we're doing that thing, you know. Because God forbid I'd just be direct with my wife, you know. And she's like, oh, we just not go. That's what she said. And I'm like, I was like, you know, I felt like I was, you know, like a hunter who'd stepped on a twig. And I'm like, this next movement, you know, I don't want to scare this thing away. The deer's just going. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, we could not go. Maybe we just don't go. She's like, yes, let's not go. And I tell you what. Like, it's not like it is a holiday. Ha ha ha. It is a holiday. But oh my God. There's just, here's a list of things I don't have to now do this weekend on my holiday. Pack up the fucking car. Do a Tetris job on the back seat. Putting shit in the back. While Terry's annoyed because I'm taking too long. Because to be honest, I am taking too long. Because I'm listening to an audiobook about WCW. WCW Nitro. Highly recommend this book, Nitro. About the the rise and fall of WCW, um, so you know, yes, I will be sweat taking my sweet ass time and then cleaning up everything at the end, cleaning up everything. You know, got to be done. But um, that's now to a, a big clean, and packing up the car and emptying the car are now things I do that don't have to happen for me this weekend. You know, so very, I tell you. If cancelling a plan is like eating a delicious fruit, and cancelling a holiday is like eating whatever they fucking eat on Mount Olympus, some golden peach that Zeus fucking crushes in his chest and licks off his neck, you know what I mean? I don't know if he does that. Milk of magnesia, whatever they drink up there, you know? But it was very... So, look, I hope you find similar fortune in your life, in your journey. Um, this week that you can have something as, as lucky as, as cancelling. I mean, the greatest thing is obviously when you you don't want to do something and you are going to cancel and you're about to cancel and someone else cancels and apologizes loads for it. And you're like, oh my God. Oh my God. It's like when a scratch card, you know? It's like finding a scratch card that has 25 euro on it. Same, exact same buzz. Actually, it's better than that. It's the same feeling as finding a scratch card. We're probably about it's the same feeling as finding a one-for-all voucher and going into a shop and saying, how much is on that? And they're like, 75 quid. You're like, oh, unreal. That's the kind of same buzz as someone cancelling a plan that you didn't want to do. But anyway, we're getting into festival season, starting some gigs. I'm doing some gigs. I'll be doing Electric Picnic. I'll be doing Other Side Festival. i got a live podcast there. But look, we'll do the plugs at the end, right? Please. Hey, um, hey, is this a bloody Turkish hair rejuvenation clinic? Hey, is this a Turkish... Uh, ass hair clinic because I wouldn't mind the plugs at the end please the rear end anyway look um, I, I went to go see Soft Cell there uh, in St. Anne's Park uh, Lionel Richie was also playing 
and I didn't know. That would have been better. But anyway, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Uh, went to go see Soft Cell, and um, I found it mad that they're just doing these gigs. Like, Phoebe Bridgers fa- played uh, Fairview Park. I thought that was mental. I used to go in there and drink cans. And now Soft Cell and uh, Lionel Richie are playing bloody St. Anne's Park. I used to go in there, smoke weed, try and find that that wall that apparently the, one of the Guinness children, one of the rich, warped Guinness children made out of dog skulls. Apparently there's a wall made of dog skulls in there because one of the rich, succession-y Guinness kids just had a particular interest in dog skulls, you know? Now I'd be going in there getting spooked, you know? Now I'm in there drinking cocktails, insisting that my friends get on my shoulders because I'm that drunk. Woke up the next morning, my back was fucking killing me. I told Terry, and she's like, yeah, you had Jordan on your shoulders. I'm like, I, I'm not a young man, and I haven't dead laughed. That's the past tense of deadlifted uh, in a while. So I didn't. De- I haven't dead laughed in a while. So that's probably what it is. I'll get back on form. I'll get back on form. I tell you, though, Mark Almond, lead singer of Soft Cell, I tell you, I tell you this, I would have preferred if it was a bloody almond up there. Probably more charisma from an actual almond. I said, go, I go in. I said, Terry, you, you want to go in there and get a trail mix, right? Dump it on the stage. More bloody charisma on that for an actual element. A couple of raisins up there. You know? It was very wasn't very good. Although I tell you, if there was an actual almond singing tainted love. Do you know what? That even wouldn't be that wouldn't even be interesting now. I tell you, you bloody attention deficit zoomers would probably look up from your phones for a second at this almond. An almond singing. A live almond. And you'd probably look, oh yeah. That's all cap. That's all cap, that is. You guys must be bussing. That's all cap. That almond singing. But it's, if a real sentient almond was just talking, doing interviews, you just wouldn't give a fuck. And I probably wouldn't give a fuck either. 100 years ago, P.T. Barnum. That would have been center stage at P.T. Barnum's greatest show. A fucking nut singing, you know? I find it mad, I've said this before, that the greatest showman, you know, and that, uh, bearded woman, you know, singing about being empowered and being an outsider and all that shite, you know. This is a man who bought a slave, removed her teeth, put her in a cage and said that she was 161 years old and then paid people only 13, the equivalent now of $13 to witness her live autopsy. That's what Hugh Jackman is out there singing about every time he puts on the hat. Just think about that for a second. But don't think too much because it's not very fun, not very funny at all. But, you know, and it was a good gig. Um, soft Cell, for you people who don't know, they have that song, Tainted Love. And they have Say Hello, Wave Goodbye, which is one of my favorite songs. That is the song that, and maybe ask yourself what this song is for you. But Say Hello and Wave Goodbye by Soft Cell is probably the song that people have most requested that I stop fucking singing in the streets. <laughs> I think about six or seven times I've been walking home. Sometimes on my own, you know. Say hello and wave goodbye. Unreal song, you know. And it was nice hearing a whole chorus sing that. OMD were also performing. Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. You don't know who any of these people are. Because they're not 1975 or Harry Styles, okay. But they would be nothing without Mark. I don't know if that's true. I tell you, there's a lot to be said just for going to a big old field with your mates and having a delicious one pint of Island's Edge <laughs> before you remember what it tastes like. Hey, Jib Guinness, 
No, Island's Edge. Oh, okay. Yeah, I suppose. Okay. Are you going to get another Island's Edge? No. <laughs> no. No. I suppose I got a Heineken now? What a genius way of selling Heineken. I say Bula Bus. Bula Bus to you goddamn Danes, man. Um, uh, You know, what a great way to flog Heineken at me by giving me a shit Guinness. <laughs> you know? Giving me a shit Guinness. And then be like, I think I want a Heineken now? <laughs> I think I want a Heineken? All right. <laughs> it's better, less better. It's better, less better, guys. We'll just keep telling them it's better, less better, man. How about this? It's not better, less better. How dilute, like, there's diluted when, a, like, alcohol brands are diluted, you know? Like, Carlsberg. Probably the best lager in the world. <laughs> like, like, come, like, like that's Andrew Tate level of delusion, all right? Uh, Budweiser, the king of beers. And then Island's Edge to just be like, it's better. It's better than Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> it's better. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and they just took away all the Guinness. They took away all the Guinness in the places that you'd buy Guinness. They're like, you know, Guinness. Oh. Island's Edge. You know? Yeah, just one, please. <laughs> uh, drink responsibly. Do you know what I have to do for myself, though, now? I have to give myself a pre-fear pep talk before I go out. Before I'm even having... Before I even have, like, three pints, I have to be like, okay, you're all right. Job's going well. Family's going well. Kids are grand. Wife's grand. Okay, now you're grand. I have to build an impenetrable wall, like the Night's Watch. Because the fucking, the Night King is coming for me on Sunday and Monday. And I need to reinforce that wall with big massive ice blocks that say, You called your ma. A pie, you have a good pipeline of work coming up. You know, you got big plans for the podcast. You have a funny sketch that you've written, you just need to shoot. You know, all these blocks built up. So that when the Night King comes with his ice dragon to tear it all down. On Sunday and Monday and Tuesday. You know, that hopefully there's enough there that I'm not like, you total, you goddamn numpty piece of shit. <laughs> you know? So, that worked. That luckily worked. Maybe I was actually a little bit too cocky when I woke up. And maybe a little bit still drunk on Sunday, you know? On Sunday. Maybe a little bit too cocky. You know, like I was impenetrable. So this is a new segment in the show. I'm doing segments now. Uh, you can call me Orange, because I'm doing segments now, okay? And this segment is um, a bit of a bit of badass parenting advice, right? It's called Daditude. So my three-year-old said, I'm going to bust you. Said that to me. My three-year-old said to me, Daddy, I'm going to bust you. He said, give me back that phone or I'll bust you. He was so angry, right? I'll give you a bit of context. Once, one day a week, I pick up my own fluff from my mam's. Um, and it's a bit of a long drive because I live on the south side. She lives over in Rohini. So we're driving back, right? And it's danger nap territory, right? If he falls asleep at any point, like after three o'clock, he's going to be awake till about 10, half 10. He's going to be sitting there in bed, wide eyed like a fucking sugar baby, like, you know? And I'm not talking about mucha, okay? Not the sugar babes. I'm talking about a little fucking marsupial, whatever it is, squirrel, monkey thing, right? Big eyes on the looker, right? Yeah, if he falls asleep after that point. So I'm driving back in this like danger nap territory. And this is like every week. 
he's like falling asleep and I have to scream at him, you know? And I have to like, try, I'm almost crashing the car trying to keep him awake. Like I'm driving the car and I'm like Harvey Keitel and he's like Tim Roth, from Reservoir Dogs in the back. Like, and I'm like, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. You know, I'm trying to keep him awake, you know? But he's falling asleep. So eventually I had to just be like, do you want my phone? He's like, yeah. He's like, I'm like, Sonny, would you like my phone? I could say I could whisper it. Sonny, would you like my phone? Yeah. Yeah. Sits up, you know? So I give him my phone and he's watching whatever Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures. The, like the, the fucking dib dab of getting fucking Star Wars IP into a toddler's gob. Here you are, a bit of sherbet's on it. Here you are, this, they're, they're Jedi's but they're babies. It's really good. I turned him into it. Because it's opened up, look, I tell him a story every day. I said, what do you want a story about? Do you want about Spider-Man? Do you want it about Mario? I told him an amazing Mario story where um, Bowser smashed the Rainbow Road and all the colors went into different worlds. And for seven days, we were getting, you know, red, orange, green, yellow from different worlds, you know? He had to get red from Lava Planet, Lava World. He had to get green from the Forest Temple of Zelda. I'm pulling in even fucking Zelda IP. Incredible stories, right? So now I get to tell Jedi stories, which are handy for me, right? Just talk about what you know. I told him a fucking shockingly bad story about a monkey and a snake yesterday. And I was like, there was a snake, there was a monkey called Malumbo and a snake called Terry. And he was just like, look at me like, this is the fucking worst shit ever in my life. And I was like, and everyone said they shouldn't be friends. And he's like, this is awful. You know, he rolled his eyes and then fell asleep. Anyway, on to the point here. He's watching Star Wars on the phone. And then I'm trying to break it. I'm like, I'm trying to say to him, now, Sonny, I am going to take the phone off you now. i to take the phone when we get home. Every time this happens, he's like, he's like white knuckled, won't let go of the phone. And I'm like, when we get home, I'm going to give you this phone. And this is a deal. As if he gives a shit. As if he gives a shit. As if I even give a shit about deals. I'm a liar. His old man is a liar. I'm a liar. I lie to people all the time. Okay. And I'm like, no, a deal's a deal. Okay. Acting like I'm someone who I'm not. Right? No, a deal's a deal. Okay. So if I give you this phone, okay, um, you give it back to me when we go home, okay? And I have this technique that I do where we we just say, we kind of give him options, and neither of which he wants to do, you know? It's awful. He must hate it. You know, I say, no, look, are you going to give me the phone or am I going to take it off you? Baby, are you going to, hey, champ, um, uh, are you going to give me the phone or am I going to rip it out of your fucking hands? Either. <laughs> he must hate it. He must hate it. And he's like, you know. And eventually I'm like, okay, well, I'll just take it off you. And I take it out of his hand. And he goes, I'm going to bust you. I'm going to bust you. He goes, I'm going to bust you. And like, he means like that. He means fucking with his little, with his little plum-sized hand. You know, a little plum-sized fist. He wants to fucking rain down haymakers on my face. Into fucking... Uh, uh, to quote Brass Eye, you know, a puddle of a pulped yams, you know. <laughs> he wants to bust it, and he was like, "Give me the phone, or I'll bust you," you know. And I, I laughed, you know, but I do laugh at that, you know. And the point I'm making here, and the lesson that I kind of learned was, his emotion was the most important thing, not respect. Respect your old man, actually. You're going to bust me. 
You're going to bust me. I'm your father. Have a bit of respect, you know. All he's seeing is just his emotions, you know. So I'm like, I'm sorry you feel that way, which is probably even more annoying. I'm sorry it feels like you want to kick the shit out of me. I'm so sorry. That's so tough, little man. I know it's so hard when you want to kick the fucking shit out of your dad. <laughs> you know? That's so tough, you know. But that's that's what you do. You kind of acknowledge the emotion. You validate it. Oh, it's so hard, isn't it? And you want to kick the fucking living fucking shit out of your old father. <laughs> when you want to kick his fucking head in. You know, that's so tough, man. You know, I get it. Look, and I'm not, not offering him anything. I'm not saying you're going to get the phone or any, any other point. I know that's tough. Anyway, look, you know. Well, can we go inside? You know, whatever. And it just made me realize of all the bad parenting. Look, I don't know how it is how he's going to turn out, okay? So I, I can't say this is good parenting or this is bad parenting or anything like that. But I can definitely see a fork in the road where you value something other than the emotion of the child more, like respect, like... Uh, is that a threat? Is that a threat to your old father? You want to fucking fight me, you can fight me, you know? Or taking what the child said at face value be like, that's an awful way to talk to me. Or, 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 or like, you're not going to bust me. I'm going to bust you. Some parent, you see parents like that. Uh, you're going to bust me. I'm going to bust you first. I'll bust you, buster. You know? I'll bust you faster than your fucking, your headless fucking spin off your head. I'll rip your head off, you know? Some parents are like that. And it's just, uh, you could easily escalate a situation that is just purely out of a child being so overcome with their emotions that they say they want to kick the ever-living shit out of their adorable father you know so um it's not really a lesson but i just was noticing here that there's not even like a fork in the road because i'm not going to do that but how many times the heightened emotion isn't acknowledged and validated you know and given time to cool how many mistakes how many habits and uh you know feelings get kind of crystallized in your in your makeup as you grow older because of weird decisions that have been taken when you've just said something because you're really annoyed, you know? I'm an incredible father. <laughs> this is what I'm getting at. This is what I'm getting at. Um, look, at the end of the day, I can't take full credit. My wife tells me what to do. Uh, at the end of the day, I just stand there, just do as I'm told. Um, you know, uh, we've got a, a policy in our house. You know, mommy okay? Baby okay? Daddy okay? And uh, once you get those okay, so we're all okay. <laughs> anyway, here's a segment about sports. And here's the fuck all chicken to tell you how much I know about sports. Fuck all! I find it interesting anyway. This is the part of sports that I find interesting. I find it interesting that the PGA Tour and Live Golf, the rival South. You know? People are very selective in their Saudi hate, you know? <laughs> Saudi, you know, they don't even want to talk about nine eleven. I won't. They're like, no, I won't. Anyway, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I had ChatGPT put together some delicious talking points based on an article that I sent it that I was gonna fucking read. New York Times, you messing all those words, all those words. <laughs> so I said, ChatGPT, can you summarize this into ten talking points? And they said this: PGA Tour is the leading professional golf league in the world. No shit, I could have told you that, ChatGPT. Um. But Live Golf is a new golf league that emerged in late 2021. I kind of know the gist of this story anyway, with significant funding from Saudi Sovereign, the Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund, and it attracted PGA Tour players with, by offering massive purses. Look at that ludic ludicrously capacious bag. <laughs> what she got in there, her lunch pail? 
flat shoes for the subway. Um, massive purses and guaranteed payouts. Live Golf aimed to break away from golf's traditionalism by introducing looser dress codes. Nice. Like for the women as well. In Saudi Arabia. Um, team competitions and shorter tournaments. Uh, the relationship between the PGA Tour and Live was acrimonious with players being forced to resign from PGA Tour if they joined Live. Now they've joined forces to create a new entity. The board of directors of the new entity will let, be led by Yasir Al-Rumayan. Al-Rumayan! The governor of the Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund. He's director of the board, or of the board. Governor of the Saudi Fund, Al-Rumayan. This is my contribution to sports. <laughs> um... Merger hasn't taken effect yet. People are annoyed about it. People are annoyed about it. Because money's talking. Money's talking. Also, within the same week, uh, Ronaldo, after playing for Al Yasser, Al Nasser, Al Nasser, the Saudi football team, um, didn't even make it. It wasn't even considered in the top 11 players. So scored 14 goals in 15 games, which apparently is bad. How many could I score? Here's the chicken again. You know, so many goals I could score. So can I throw stones? Saudi Arabia, I can. At women. <laughs> but would I do it if they were like, look, Tony, here's 400 mil. Um, Saudis want to laugh. You know, then you change the image, go over there to the plume ship, do the Maz mate ship. Although they probably wouldn't like the Maz mate over, over there. Too much lip on her, you know. Probably wouldn't be f too familiar with that kind of, you know, that cheeky of a woman. Um, would I do 400 mil? I'd probably like, look, thank you very much. Um, Al Rumayan. But I think that is an unfair expectation for me. I know this is probably the worst business decision in my life, but can we make that closer to 1 million? Because I think 400 million sets an unfair expectation of how I'm going to generate tourism here for the Saudi sovereign fund. <laughs> That's too much money. Um, but uh, thank you very much. Um, I'm so glad you've seen my work and you appreciate my work. I'll go over there and do a plume shit over there. Um, you know, for 1 million would be great. All the best. Bye, 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 bye. No worries if, not, if you don't write back to this email. You know. That'd be more of my scene. Um, I do find it very interesting, though, you know, that you have all this, any kind of, it's all, you know, it's all, I mean, come on, do I have to say it? it's all money, isn't it? It's all it's fucking, if something weird, if there's something strange in the neighborhood, follow the money. Conspiracy Theory 101, you know, who's benefiting from, who's benefiting from this if someone has an issue with something, it's because money's been taken out of someone's pocket. You know, PGA are like lives lives out here. That's completely unfair. Unfair for the thing of sport, uh, sports washing, blah 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 blah. Uh, you know, we can't afford to pay those kind of better money for the players. If we're going to lose our players. We're going to lose money. And then the merge merge would live, and they'd be like, actually, do you know what? Actually, do you know what? Uh, uh, <laughs> you know. Why say anything if you're just going to completely go back on it? You hypocritic piece of shit. Not that I give a shit about golf. I don't, you know. But um, I find it very interesting. But Lionel Messi didn't end up going to um, a, the, the, the Saudi League. Ended up going to MLS. Major League Soccer. Maybe you heard of it. He's going to fucking clean up over there. Well, you know. And why not? I think that's great. Going out there. Doing like, uh, doing the, the fucking victory lap. Everyone being like, oh, there's Messi. You know, living in LA, Los Angeles. Good for you. Some reason that's good. Some reason Saudi's bad. Depending on who you're talking to on any given day. Anyway, here's a different segment. 
tell you, oranges that I call uh, the Moni Cantwell shit show. The Moni Cantwell shit show. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's now more expensive for me to upgrade my phone, to get an upgrade, than it is to become a new, just a new customer with a new number. If I just start and become a new customer, I can get a cheaper phone. Then getting an upgrade. An upgrade. How is it an upgrade? I went on three, right? Because I'm due an upgrade, okay? And you have to check this shit out. When you're due an upgrade, when your contract expires, two years, whatever it is, you'll keep paying the same amount of money, even though what is baked into that fee, I don't know how to get away with it, is that you paying off the fee to phone and you paying off your minutes, your data, your texts. Um, so it has unlimited texts. You're honestly saying this shit to me with a straight face. So it's got unlimited texts. Yeah, and how, uh, does it have unlimited fucking VHS as well? You fucking caveman. <laughs> does it have unlimited fucking... No, that was a good example. That's a good joke. Moving on. So it's got limited texts. Oh, God. Anyway. So it's got... So anyway. So you're, so you're paying off your phone. And you're paying off this. And if you do nothing. If you you do nothing, right? If you do nothing. You're still paying off the phone. Even though you've paid it off. You can now switch to a SIM-only plan. Because you have the phone. So you know you can just pay for a SIM-only plan. Right? And that would be a third of the price. But they don't tell you this. when you When it expires. So I'm going in now to another month of paying for the phone, right? And also, anyway, so then I went online to see if I could get an upgrade, right? Because they don't do it over the phone anymore. I called to do the upgrade. They don't do it over the phone anymore. In fact, when I called, they're obviously wise to the fact Tony Cantwell's might be, known Tony Cantwell's might be operating in this area, right? They might they must know that I, I call up and I like to complain to people on the phone. It says, three now, three now have a zero tolerance policy. You know, on hassle, essentially. You know, even though I'm very, you know, nice about being a dickhead on the phone. You know, anyway, I um, I went, I clicked, and I, and I thought this doesn't look right. And I'm like, an iPhone 13, right? The same, you know, one one up. I'm, I'd have to pay 200 euro to get it, and the same amount of money. But like the the iPhone 13 that it was already out when I got my phone, so this doesn't make sense. And then it was like iPhone 14, I'd have to pay 640 for the device and my thing would stay the same. For a phone that's going to be obsolete. I know it's a new phone now, but it's going to be obsolete when the iPhone 15 comes out. Anyway, this is the point I'm getting at here. Is then I look at it the, uh, if you're a new customer, that's half the price. An iPhone 13, if you're a new customer, is 99 compared to 200 euro that you have to pay up front. So I got them on the phone. <laughs> I got them on the phone somehow. Hit some random assortment of keys so I would speak to someone. In fact, you know what I did, actually? Called on the phone. Just pressed nothing. Acted like I was incapable. And then that's when you get put through to the people, you know? Anyway, eventually get through to this woman. And I'm like, hi. Nice. I'm just looking here. Can you tell me? If I, I'm, I know my phone's due an upgrade here. I was like, oh, yeah, checked it out. It's due an upgrade. Um, I'm just I'm not sure what I'm seeing here. I'm looking at the website here, and it's saying it's like 200 euro I have to pay for an iPhone 13. She's like, yeah, that's right. And I was like, but if I look at new customer, then um, then that's only 99. That's like half the price. 
And she goes, yeah, well, I hope you can appreciate, you know, we want to attract new customers. And I'm like, I know, but do you not want to keep your old customers sweet? The ones who have been giving you like, you know, a grand a year for the last 10 years, you know? Do you not want to keep, John, you're not going to want to keep those sweet, you know? And she's like, yeah, but like, it's not that we're charging you more. That's just the price. We're just charging them less. And I'm like, well, prices. I said, well, you are charging me more. There's only two people being charged the price. One's being charged less and one's being charged more. It's not like one's the real price. You're making up a price. There is no real price, you know? And I was like, so could I not just cancel my contract and then just get start as a new customer? And she goes, no, you couldn't do that. And I'm like, but I could, though. And I'm like, I know you wouldn't want me to do that. And I, But you know, like, if I just gave any thought about it, a different address, and I just changed my number, like, I could do that. And she goes, yeah, yeah, you could, you know? And I'm like, what? Well, like, you know, I remember back in the day. I don't really have an endpoint to this. But is that not insane? I remember back in the day, my man getting a call fucking every every two years being, how are you doing, Carl? You're just checking out your fucking phone there. Yeah, you're doing up great there. Would you want the brand new Samsung there? Trying to keep people, you know? How are you doing? This is the rep here from Vodafone here trying to give you a brand new Samsung S5 for you there, Carl. Lovely screen, lovely little bits of bobs there, yeah. You know? You're just getting sent a new phone. Just paying nothing. Sometimes paying less. What fucking fantasy are you living in? You're charging me. So I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. And you can call me a mosher uh, at a, at, in a portal loo because I'm going to be kicking up stink. I'm going to be kicking up stink. If you work for three, you know anyone who works for three. In August, I'm actually allowed to leave my contract. Evacuate the building. If you work for three and you have loved ones in there, no one's going to, I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm just saying I'm going to call but evacuate the building because I am going to kick up some of the wildest amount of stink when I cancel. I am going to try and get my phone. I'm going to ruin the day of someone in there. And I'm going to try and get my phone for one euro a month. I'm going to try. I'm going to, this is my opening gambit. I'm going to say, hi, how are you getting on? Um, I would like to cancel. I would either like the brand new iPhone 15 yet to be released or one euro a month or I'm going to cancel. Now I would like to hear your counter offer. That's what I'm going to do. So if you've got friends or loved ones in there, this is the warning. I will be calling around August at some point and um, I'm coming I'm coming forever. I'm coming for all the fucking marbles because I couldn't believe that. It used to be like a crazy generous offer. Here's a free TV. Stay with us. Here's a fucking whatever. You know? And then I'm paying more? I'm the customer. I'm... Where's the loyalty lie? I just want free shit and I'm a spoiled brat. Anyway, that was... Don't even remember the name of this segment. Moni Cowell Shit Show. But look, thanks very much for listening. Or watching. And I love you. And if you like this podcast, I will tell you this. You can listen to another podcast over on patreon.com forward slash Tony Cantwell where for the price of a pint every single month you can get an extra podcast every single week. It's not the same format. What I've been doing recently over there is doing top fives, top five lists. I've been doing uh, my top five favorite things of the year 2000, painting a perfect portrait of what life was like in the year 2000 by telling you my top five favorite things. Could be a movie, could be a game, could be a TV show, could be a pop culture moment. 
but it's called Peeling Back the Years. Starting with the year 2000, I'll be going through a few. I'll also be doing uh, some recaps of movies over there. Um, I've been watching John Wick 4. I'm going to be talking about that over there. Uh, I'll be talking... The Patreon is where I kind of get into the nitty-gritty, the geek stuff, the movies, the games, the comics, that kind of thing. Um, and it uh, will be a bit of a different format going forward between this main feed pod and the Patreon pod. Both will have formats, but will not resemble each other. That's my plan for the rest of the year. But anyway, thank you very much for watching this shit. You don't need to know the fucking ins and outs of my life. Uh, long live the PGA Live merger. And long live me talking about sport. All the best. Bye-bye. <laughs>